at three. Oh, hey, how's it going, Lee? Nice to see you at the crossroads again. <laughs> hey, Gabe, it's going, man. I feel like I have to do something weird. It's otherwise, going and, uh, it's not normal. It's um, quarantine, but it's going much to oh. the chagrin of many, many people. <laughs> There's a whole uh, group out there that are trying to cancel you already, huh? They're canceling you. They are telling you to need to stay home. There's a lot going on. This is the ultimate cancel ever. People are saying 2020 is over. Like, they canceled the year, in fact. So, so no more cancel the cancel culture. Now it's just cancel 2020. Just cancel 2020. Get rid of it. Unless you're Joe Rogan and you get $100 million to go on Spotify exclusively. Cheers. That's, yeah. So we were just talking about how Joe Rogan is signing a multi-million dollar uh, contract with Spotify to be exclusive, to be featured exclusively on Spotify. And uh, are you interesting? It's interesting. Yeah, no more YouTube. It's interesting because that was the subject of. <clears throat> excuse me. That was the. Uh, yeah. That was today's topic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you all right there? You drink some water. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Just take a breather. It's okay, you know? All uh, two uh, of our audience members will forgive you. The, uh, Go oh, I hope so, wife. imagine. <laughs> um, we do it for Yeah, them. that's what we were going to, we were actually going to discuss that a little bit as far as uh, social media and, and its uh, effects on humanity, communication, human or like, interaction. Or how we like to call it, anti-social media. Well, that I think, well, to be fair, you're the one that coined that. Um, what is it? Yeah, it's the anti-social media. Actually, I, I came up with that because I did a Toastmaster speech. And I wanted to show that it was, it was not actually social it wasn't helping us to be more connected so i thought what should it be called then like i wanted to title it something appropriate so i came up with that so you heard it here folks breaking news and he just froze no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> i'm sure we're freezing we're both freezing a lot today <laughs> no yeah so it's uh it's kind of a big deal right i don't know if uh anyone ranks higher than Joe as far as podcasts are concerned. I mean, I know it's always shifting the, the, the titles or the rankings, but, um, he's pretty much top three yeah, that's, guaranteed. That's, uh, I don't know if anybody else making that kind of money for a lot, as far as podcasts is concerned, we've seen it for TV shows and, um, what have you, news magazines, but podcasts, I mean, I know that's, that's getting up there for sure. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about it and she said how interesting it is for someone who is as independent as Joe Rogan is. He doesn't fall under any brand. He doesn't, he's not represented by anyone as far as we know. Maybe he has like his, uh, his uh, manager, you know, that's kind of handling calls and whatnot. I'm sure that's the case, but like he's not sponsored exclusively by anybody he has sponsors 
but he's not beholden to any yeah he's not holding beholden to any company no one owns him necessarily this could change that a little bit but not necessarily i think that's for the most part right that's kind of the point of podcasting is for independent thought or independent voices to have a have a medium well at least yeah yeah at least that's the hope right (laughs) yeah because he's definitely not tiptoeing any uh company lines right he's not having to walk on eggshells when it comes to certain topics um i think well for the most part anyway he's not so do we know do we know if that 100 million is accurate it's just kind of what's been shared right like a insider anonymous source yeah yeah the one i the screenshot i sent you was an excerpt from Wall Street Journal. Okay, yeah. yeah. Could be reliable. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. So you have a platform like YouTube that's exclusively video, and his uh, agreement with them is to do audio and video. When we were talking about earlier that there's not much video uh, content on Spotify. Obviously, when you play a song and it has a music video, maybe it's your single, I think it is, it has kind of clips of that music video but not a full three-hour conversation interview podcast so this could be groundbreaking for them and i wonder if that could change the paradigm when it comes to how social media operates you know what i mean yeah because i know that was one of the complaints in the comment section for his it's like a minute clip he has up right now on youtube but uh the complaint or the concern was oh well we're not going to be able to post funny comments anymore on his videos or if they have clips up mm. but uh, you know it, it's interesting yeah i'm looking forward to see what what they're going to make out of it anyway yeah it's definitely gonna it's gonna be a breakthrough specific for spotify and for others you know streaming um streaming platforms you know you have spotify stitcher uh apple music play uh you know you still got youtube of course but there's a bunch now that are out there that are trying to pull, especially podcasts. They're, they're so, everyone can make a podcast. Like, we're just two guys. Anybody could, yeah. But I think it's different, obviously, when it comes to, when it comes to like a company that's creating a podcast or a, a brand that's creating a podcast. Where I think, I think for us, I think, I just said, I, I think twice. So I think, I think squared that, it's different because we're just two guys. You know what I mean? Versus we're here on behalf of of of, of a brand or or a company specifically. Now there's a yeah organization. We're, there's a bunch of those out there, and I think they can claim to be podcasts and they can do the podcast thing. I don't know if it's truly at its purest um, essence a podcast to me. You know what I mean? Like anyone who knows podcasts since it first started, you know, Rogan or um, the pod father, I forget his name, forgive me. And then you had, um, what's the other comedian? You mentioned Adam Carolla, Mark Marin, all these. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tom Green, Tom Green, all these, all the, all the um, forefathers, all the innovators that push this uh, thing forward podcast. 
I think it's been changed to be a little bit more mainstream corporate. and corporate. Yes, exactly. That's a perfect way. And once, once the corporate world gets involved, it just starts to get all just shallow and weird. It's, com- it's compromised. The compromised. content. Yeah. yeah. It's true essence at its purest sense is compromised because you are no longer, I think that's really what I see when it comes to like YouTubers and vloggers and all that. It's, it's, and it's something that I've been thinking about a little bit more lately when it comes to how to tell the story. Cause a lot, everything is about a story. You're trying to convey a story. You're trying to show and you're trying to portray this idea and it, and it can potentially come off as a story. And you know, you, you have, there's this company, DGI, they have drones and this content creator worked with them to create a commercial for them. Right. So you have an independent person that's uh, an entrepreneur that is contracted with a big company, a brand. Now, potentially that could be what Rogan's doing in a sense, except Rogan is so big that he has a lot of leverage and weight and brings a lot to the table, obviously, because you mentioned that he had um, gotten offer from them before. So now I was, we were chatting over text and I was saying that this is almost equivalent to a major league baseball team signing their pool holes or their trout or their, you, know, you name it in the off season for the next season that's coming up because this is the guy that's going to push them to the World Series or what, what have you. Like, this could be Spotify's World Series run or Super Bowl run in, going into 2021. Now, what does Instagram do and Twitter and all? I mean, they all have their lane. So could a new platform come up and say, you know what, let's play with this idea? But it's possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because when I heard when I first heard the news, I also I also thought, okay, well, what's next? Because now they have Joe, but I would imagine that they're going to start making more offers to different people, different influences, different voices. So that was another thing that came to mind too. I mean, maybe maybe they have all this money to shell out, maybe not. But I would imagine, right, with Joe Rogan moving exclusively to Spotify, that there are whatever they have as as far as subscribers that's going to blow up even more oh yeah there i mean he's he even said it in the announcement and it could have just been uh, a thing you say but he said the biggest um streaming platform or something like that one of the biggest i forget how you said it exactly yeah so obviously it's big enough to sign him to an exclusive contract and it's worth it to him i mean I don't know if he's going to lose listeners. I don't know. It's going to be hard to say, but the money's there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's no way he loses people. So it's, especially it's, if the, if, well, I was going to say, especially if the content is still free, then I, I don't see how. Yeah. I mean, okay. as long as it's free, it should be fine. I, I was planning on getting premium anyway, premium anyways, just cause I enjoy it as a, uh, over iTunes, uh, iTunes, Spotify and all that, or podcast and all that. So that was an easy, that's an easy thing for me to 
to get into but it's to me like this what this looks like is what netflix did you know they started out delivering movies to your house you go to the red box they had all that and then eventually it was an online streaming service you pay monthly and you get all these movies that's what disney has done with their movies so they you know obviously they have rights to those but you know comedians started to get contracts with them um just recently even you know Barack and Michelle Obama have a contract with them to put out series and so you have subscription based content streaming platforms yeah very fascinating yeah so I mean it's about time right i mean we have start out like you said start out with netflix and then hulu jumped in mm-hmm. and then amazon so it would make sense, like why? Why do we only have YouTube? Let's also have Spotify, you know, and let's yeah. also have you know somebody else jump in too. Uh, so what? So my question for for you tonight. So you're going going into Joe Rogan and how he doesn't have to compromise. It's from what we've seen, right? As a, as as far as his podcast is concerned. Because there's there's something there. Uh, that's kind of the idea I wanted to explore. As far as can we be completely authentic in that social media spectrum? Do you think? I think it depends on on the person, and it depends on what what they're trying to what they're aim what they're aiming at so if they're there to sell you know product and services and they they have you know sponsorships and they have you know different platforms that they're working with then it makes it challenging for the viewer the listener the audience to determine like how authentic that person is being because obviously you're getting into you're getting you're putting yourself into a a, a different context because obviously we do our best here to have a conversation mm-hmm. and not say anything differently or say it in a different way excuse me than we would if we were just even just talking without having to record it and, and i think that's always been our goal so anytime you get away from that then you start to stray away and and it becomes more commercialized like we were talking about to where it's this thing where you've 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 identified this strategy this methodology that then you can just you know press a press a plus b equals this and you just come continue repeating that formula yeah whereas if you are adapting changing making adjustments and being as raw about what that looks like across your journey and whatever streaming service or platform you're using, then I think you can, you can get more of that person out and know that you're getting them. Maybe it's 90%. And I don't think you're ever going to be, and this is a question I think that that's, that's beyond just the social media. And I think social media is interesting um lands to look at look through this to look through this um with but 
when it comes to like how we act in the world in general. Some guy told me that there's three there's three people or like you you have three identities i forget how he said it but he basically said you are um you're you're who people think you are you're who you say you are and you are who you act you are or something something to that effect like there's three different yous and it's always that question of how are we showing up to whom whomever it is you know we're interacting with is is that person the same no matter where they are who they're talking to right and it's it's always that thing when it when you know someone's down to earth this is how they say it which is interesting phrase when someone's down to earth right which which comes to mind is the word incarnate jesus that's interesting someone's down to earth it makes it easier to connect to them fascinating that's a side note but that's my long way winded way of saying it matters how that person uh, portrays himself and not necessarily like in a fake way, but in, in that real authentic raw, you know, no filter manner to a sense to, to a certain degree. Yeah. Cause I, cause I would say we're only getting very short glimpses of who we really are on the internet. As, other than you know like the way joe joe rogan and and jordan peterson have put it you know with like you were saying with podcasts with with uh jordan peterson's lectures you know when it comes to uh, a long forum conversation that is definitely going to change things mm. it's going to allow people to to not just hear you know one sound bite and then be forced to chew on that but it's actually a collection of thoughts and ideas and from there you know you're able to to have a clearer picture of of what's what the other person is trying to communicate i think because i I don't know if you remember excuse me i don't know if you remember when they changed the uh what is it for twitter the characters oh yeah when they remember how it used to be less less than like what was it like 60, 80, I don't remember. And then they they doubled it. And then, um, yeah. So I just look at that as like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's going to help some people because some people are more expressive when it comes to writing while others are better expressive um, orally or some people are, you know. So that's that's what I mean by we're only getting getting Mm. short glimpses of each other. And then, like you said, and and on top of that, not everybody that's on there that's that's communicating is being genuine about um, where they stand or or what they believe, what they think, what have you, what what they're communicating. In other words, yeah, I think that's definitely important point. Yeah, it's definitely um, give me something difficult to navigate because because then I mean like, I've had conversations with people online and. You know, some <clears throat> sometimes from myself or from them. You know, it'll come out. Oh, excuse me. I'll, I'll pause. I'll pause this. As I, as I was saying, sometimes um, things get lost in translation, right? Because then you have. And I don't know how many times this has this has happened to you, but um, you have the 
the uh, when this when these catchphrases rear their ugly heads, so to speak. But sometimes you have people that say um, that wasn't the tone I meant, you know, to communicate to you. Or some people have told me I'm not yelling at you. I know, like what I what it sounds like what I'm saying is is intense or serious or like. But that's not what I mean. Like, don't take it personally. Um, sometimes, I mean, I don't know. It is hard. It is hard to, to understand tone and context, right? A lot, like I said, a lot of these are just 30-second, you know, audio clips, video clips. So I think, I think we do, um, we discount each other way too much. Yeah. Online anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's it's interesting how you mentioned this idea of of how we express ourselves either orally, uh, we write poetry or we're artistic or, um, you know, there's there's many ways of being how we express ourselves. So it's mm -hmm. interesting because that plays another <clears throat> that that's an additional layer that could get in the way of 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 translating what we're trying to say to whomever, right? And mm -hmm. I'm I had thought about this and I'm it's probably not original, but I said I came up with the phrase basically that that went like this that life is a discussion. So let's talk. And I thought and I thought about it just in terms of like, you know, like a show and it's like that's the starting line of every show or whatever. But I thought about it when it comes to like general life relationships and how are we to deal with one another. There's never a, a finite conclusion or, or rather it's, nothing's going to come to a definite conclusion. Every day is a, is a discussion. It's a conversation that we're having with each other right now between you and I, with our, with our wives, with our friends, with our family, with our coworkers. It's always a conversation. And I forget, where was I listening to this? But at the end of it, or was it, oh, it was Eliseo. I think it was this past Sunday. That like, no matter what level of, of, of leadership you're at, like you, do, you really don't know what you're doing. Like at the end of the day, like what, what do, what do we know? Like we only, we only have so much data to like pull from, like we're going to have blind spots. We're not going to know the nuance of, of every consequence we can guess, we can have a, our best guess based on, on what, based on past experiences that, that tell us that we, we should make this sort of this, this sort of the decision. But what we see now with this COVID-19 pandemic is that like that changes day to day person to person which is which which is why it makes sense for a, a political system to work in a way that respects the individual to make those decisions and i know we're this might be a little tangent but it, but my point with all that is to say that at every level a discussion needs to be had because that discussion needs to meet the needs of whatever plane you're operating in essentially so that's the whole idea of when 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 what, what you say and what you do line up you know when, when peter says that like 
that's how you know you're aligned to you know the same goal as a as a collective but more importantly as an individual as as your personal psyche and and the way you think and your values and all that that go hand in hand and this might be a little bit jumbled but i think it makes sense when when i when we say that I don't know where I'm going with this. I I was I was there's so many <laughs> I feel like it was like those freeways where the exits are like spinning around each other. That's how I felt right now. I just like enclosed myself. Okay, so we're at a crossroads. There's different jun- We're at a crossroads, beautiful. A different um So wherever you want to go, let's go. Angles. Yeah. Well those are a few things that came to mind. Um you can I guess we can just pick and choose, but uh with I guess keeping in step with today's news of Ravi, Dr. Ravi Zacharias' passing. Right. And, um, yeah, that's a big loss for the church. Um, one of, one of our more, uh, deep thinkers in the church, right? Um, I was having a conversation with Grace and, and I was telling her how he, he had mentioned with Dave Rubin, that he had hoped to, at one point, he had hoped to speak with Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. and how I'm like, man, that, you know, we never got to see that. That's that's a big like loss. That's a bummer. Um, but then, you know, she was like, well, he he's still so he's been around for so many years, so many decades that, of course, he has so much so so much work to gather from, you know. Mm. Has so much uh, uh, speaking engagements, his books, his teachings, what have you, and like you're saying, you know, ha- let's have a conversation. You know, for somebody like like Ravi, I, you know, I could definitely, you know, point to him and say, you know, this guy, this guy had a story to tell and he told it. Mm, yeah. You know, every you could, the way you can see it, it another way of looking at it is every life has a every life is a story. Everyone is a story. Everyone has a background. Everyone has a journey. But um, you know, I definitely, yeah, I definitely see that with somebody like that, where, um, like you said, it, it's not, it's not finite, in a sense. But at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, we'll never, you know, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, it's gonna have other events, right? Other, you know, big stories, and we might not know per se what Dr. Ravi would have thought or what he would have said in that regard, but we can get a pretty good picture of what he was about. And um, just with everything that he he did, everything that he said, um, I definitely, definitely see it in that sense about, like you said, it's, it's definitely, it's almost like, I mean, it's so cliche, especially right now, especially right now, but, as far as you know having a conversation we're all in this together right yeah <laughs> it's as cliche as that sounds in, in may of 2020 during covid 19 but yeah there's there's definitely a lot of uh a lot to say with that that's a really good good way of putting it like how you put that let's let's have a conversation yeah and i think uh in 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 light of your the video you sent me when it comes to how Joe Rogan is able to have good conversations is, is that he, you know, I am, and this guy mentioned that 
he doesn't raise his voice. He stays still. He doesn't attack the person. He attacks the idea. And I forget the other, there was like a few points there, but it's, it's the idea that he's there to, and that's what he always says is that he's there to have a conversation, ask questions to inquire like more. And, and I think for, for many of us and me included, we, we get frustrated because we want someone to like kind of self-define where they are politically or, you know, their values or philosophically at whatever level you're looking at, you kind of want them to define like what their perspective is and their view. Where I think what I think Joe Rogan gets right is that we're not supposed to be married to our ideas. Mm. So another way of saying that is what, what I was mentioning is, you know, let's have a conversation because in that, right. And we bring in Peterson that or scripture, which says iron sharpens iron. It's, it's the, it's all that same idea. Like there's no, and I think it's so hard because we want, we want to like, package everything so nice and neat put a bow on it and just get that delivered out to whomever is is consuming that information i think on the other end of that it's so much easier to just say like climate change or the one percent or you know there's this you 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 box everything into a small enough um present if you will present right you want to present that to someone and, and and that person will receive that so that's easily digestible and you don't have to think so much about it but to have a conversation and to die and to have and to be in dialogue with with someone that you either agree or, or disagree you hope that if that person's trying to move them move themselves forward and, and progress and and change that they're they're trying to push the limits of their own understanding to be able to enlighten themselves to, to shed light rather on on areas of them of them of the mind of, of their thoughts that weren't they weren't initially aware of perhaps it's it's there right but it just takes the word interesting interesting enough it takes the word to be able to to, to bring light to what we don't know aren't aware of but perhaps we're aware of psychologically speaking in the subconscious or unconscious right so we need to be made conscious of that this totally got meta but <laughs> but it, it, it it's it I, I hope there's a through line from from where we started but it just i don't know i i i think i did it again i'm at that freeway with the multiple exits <laughs> No, it's all good because um, what came to mind for me was, you know, talking, going back, talking about um, speaking to each other, communicating to each other. That's why, you know, the way Jesus would put it, right? It's let your, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Right. Or, you know, another way to put it, if you want to dig a little deeper, you know, with Jordan Peterson's 12 rules, it's be precise in your speech. Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah. In other words, it's a it's a call to. I kind of see it as a call to honesty and a call to. Um, there's something genuine that that has to be. 
that has to be a part of the conversation in order for there to be some kind of learning or some kind of um, some kind of accuracy per se, but I guess trust too. The trust the trust factor is something that if if it's not part of the equation, then if you really boil it, boil it down, I mean, yeah, you could say that's lying. You could say that's this, that, or the other. You know, maybe <laughs> some people would call it trolling, right? right. Um, My favorite. And again, it's like, yeah, it's like if that's the angle, if that's the the purpose. Then really, then what is the purpose? What is the significance of having that interaction? You're you're essentially just wasting each other's time. You're wasting each other's, um, you know, their their mental <laughs> their mental uh, their mental fortitude or their mental um, muscles, so to speak. You're not your health. You're not really you're not really um, you're not bringing anything to the conversation or anything to the table. I mean, I, no pun intended, but that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, that's interesting. I wonder, yeah, because like you said, their mental fortitude, their mental health potentially, and I wonder if there's a there's a correlation to one's mental health as it relates to as it relates to the 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 depth of of their interactions with others, right? In order to to truly dig deep into yourself someone has to bring that that same energy that same um to balance that equation they have to bring that same energy to the conversation and if you don't get that enough that can uh what's it called when you have atrophy it could potentially uh produce atrophy and your and your mental health um as as mental health that conversation that we're having right now uh, I don't know if you saw recently, there was a, a, a pastor, I believe, or I forget who his name was, but I was watching this video online on YouTube and this this pastor had committed suicide. He was a young guy and he dealt with depression and he tried to reach out to others that were, you know, in their congregation to really bring to light this, you know, and we've seen that before, I think early in this year or and as well as until last year, but I think at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. And if, and if we look to scripture, you see that, right? When, when, when Jesus interacted with the Samaritan woman, she thirsted for that relationship, for that deeply meaningful relationship. And it had to do with a few things, right? Her true identity had, had to deal with truth and it had to deal with, um, you know, spiritual and mental health, wellness, if you will. So I think in some ways that's what that's the point of the conversations to 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 be able to allow that to happen because they had a conversation right it, that's all it was it was just a dialogue that brought her closer to to God really but closer to who she was in her in her core it's like both happen simultaneously and they're aligned again I think that's I think I'm trying to push that point of like us being aligned to to the high calling we I think in some sense we dig deeper into our into our own selves because that's where our true identity exists. Wow, we don't really meta. 
No, no, that that's perfect because I was I was thinking it's in line of, of that of idea. In line of the idea, question that came up for me was, could you imagine the type of mental strength somebody would need if they could they had nobody that they trusted? Right. Yeah. So I mean what what could you possibly build relationally if in your mind there's nobody that you can trust? You can't trust any word they're saying. I mean that <laughs> it sounds even it sounds even crazy, right? If for somebody to be that to have that level of paranoia. I mean, that's what we're gonna say, right? That's what everyone else on the outside looking in is gonna say. Is like, dude, you're you're super paranoid. I saw recently uh Gosh, I don't know if it was John Steinbeck or it was a famous 20th century American author who was being given at the towards the end of his life, he was being given electroshock therapy because his friends and family thought he was going crazy because he kept saying that the FBI was was spying on him, spying on him or investigating him. And his friends and family were saying, no, that, that's not true. Um, you're, you're, you're going crazy. And then it, as it turns out, they, they found out that, yes, he was being, he was being uh, followed. He was being investigated. Jeez. So I, I think, <laughs> I, mean, I shouldn't be laughing, but I think that level of like mistrust and it's just sad. It's it's yeah. very. Um, I don't know, there's something very uneasy about that. That's yeah. And you're managing about you, but you, in this instance, he. It's not like he was managing that by himself. So. I feel like, right. Yeah. If nobody else believed him. Yeah. If no one else believed that to be true, he held that truth if you will to himself and wasn't able to share that with others or was able to share it but not have that be received that truth be received and right. that that's a burden on him definitely a burden yeah that makes a lot of sense right it, that our burdens are you know it says cast your cares upon him and how jesus says my 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 yoke is what did you say my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Yeah. So that, that to me, I mean, obviously you could see it from the spiritual sense, from the that sense of having a relationship with, with God Almighty. But you could also break that down into how, what we we're just talking about, how you live relationally and how, when you do have people that you trust, people that you love, and if that's reciprocated, you know, that's a very, it's a very profound thing that you can't really put a price on. What what keeps popping to my head is abide in me and I in you. Right? Right. Trust in me. I forget the rest of that, but like trust in me and it goes I think it goes into the, you know, cast your cares. Right. But that idea of trust, like you said, and, and the idea that we are building that relational uh, peace to to one another is, is is what helps to sustain ourselves really we are social creatures 
you know, we, we use, you know, we use one another to map out the world. So if you're, if you're alone, isolated, you know, that can play into your psyche, your mental, your mental health, which is very interesting, right? We're all being, um, we're all being asked to be isolated and you have, um, you have different, you know, situations and circumstances. Some people are, are expressing that they would love to have had some kids around to keep them occupied. They would have, you know, there's a lot of dogs being adopted or animals being adopted at this point because there's, there's that want and need to have that um, relational aspect to life, right? You got to kind of keep yourself sane. But the only way to do that is to be able to, to be in relationship with people, right? It's like, um, what's the ideal number of, of people in your life? It's like 50 people, I think it is. That's manageable. Yeah, that, that, yeah it's manageable, right? So if, if that's the case, we are shutting ourselves out to, to those 50. But luckily, technology can bring us and connect us together. So that's, that's, that's definitely a silver lining. It's funny because last night we were watching uh, Christina P., Tom Segura's wife, her special from, I think, 2017. And she said, uh, at, like, towards the end of the special that I believe it was either Socrates or Plato because she has studied philosophy in, in, in college. And she mentioned that, I forget who, Socrates or Plato, that an unexamined, an unexamined life is not a life worth living, I think is how, it, how this, his quote goes. Mm-hmm. So that really does make me think about what we're talking about, right? We're, we're trying to think critically about what it looks like to be authentic and be real and, you know, to bring, bring everything together from where we started or not bring everything together, but like to bring in the idea like social media or anti-social media, we're losing that ability to build those relationships because the challenge is how, how do you know that person's being authentic? Right. If, if, if language or or over half of the if over half of how we communicate is body language facial expression the whole thing then how are we able to to portray that or or how are we able to communicate that if it if it's done on twitter you know you're not seeing any any faces or body language you know maybe instagram but maybe less and then the other the other component to that is just the environment right if if you want to be real as a person your environment needs to be very real and raw i'm in my closet right now so i i am in the most real environment i could i could put myself in so that's another thing too, right? The environment. That, that's a, an interesting component to all this. Because you, you see it all the time. They're always out there exploring and they're, they got all these beautiful mountains and it's just all this beauty, beauty and, and just awe of, of the earth. And I think it's great. But that doesn't necessarily make me feel connected to that person. Which I don't know if that's their point. I don't know if that's what they're aiming at. But, but for me, it's like, 
if I want to, if I want to get uh, interest into some, if I if I want to be interested in in something, an idea or, or whatever it is, I always go through the person first. It's always got to be first person, you know. It's it's never the other way around usually, but I don't think yeah I don't think it it is that way. It's got to be the person, you know. You had we had mentioned or you were mentioning that you know you had an interaction it just didn't go well but also it, it never really did it just didn't click so there's there are certain people in our lives that were able to you know click which meaning that we're able to get along with and jive well and and build those relationships for whatever reason some people work and some people don't there are seasons you know, for certain, there's there's people in your lives and, and different seasons of your life. So I'll let my rant end there. But no, that because I was thinking, at some point, love has to be a part of the equation, right? Yeah. Love and um, love, respect. Um. There are, also, there are also elements to, okay, how should I communicate with this person? Should I respond in anger? Should I respond in kindness, meekness? You know, there's, there's different things that social media, like you said, there's cues there that we're forfeiting because we're not, we're not uh, standing in front of each other anymore, especially right now, right? There's, there's no... There's no uh, live in-person social interaction that we used to have. That's normal. Like there's a lot of people staying now that, yeah, I'm not going to ch- ever shake hands with anybody any- anymore, like ever again. Like that's not, that's not going to be part of my, you know, repertoire or whatever. But um, yeah, because I, I, I do start to think like, then what's the point, you know? social media like our you know how there's that saying do do it for the gram yeah right like we know why you're doing it you're doing it for likes for views for comments and not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that or evil in that but again in reality does that is that going to forfeit or discount meaning or in other words, like, what's the purpose of it? Right. And there, I mean, yeah. I guess people, you know, we can all define that the way we choose to define it. But um, I just think, yeah, I just can't help but think, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that gets lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because I had this thought maybe in the past few days, but There was this, 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 um, this idea that uh, many times we hear people, uh, we hear people telling us like what to think or what to do, you know. Especially now, there's a lot of that that's happening, and I'm, I remember thinking to myself like, what I would like to aim at is providing enough information that is helpful that allows 
whoever's listening to make whatever decisions they need to make in their own lives that makes sense for them right and this all started really with with um like some of these pictures i'm taking and i was thinking like this whole idea of like abstraction right of of abstract ideas and abstract imagery where you allow the person to place themselves and and bring whatever ideas and experiences and emotions and feelings to that image or video, right? But it could be the same when it comes to information. Like whatever information is being shared in this in the conversation is being filtered through your emotions and feelings and thoughts and experiences. And you're gonna take what you like, you know, forward with you in the hopes that it's useful. Right. And so instead of instead of telling people what to do or to think, because there's just something weird about that, too. And I think that's another component to like this, this idea of authenticity is that you can't you can't uh, you can't be authentic if you're being told what to think or what to do. And just and just going out and doing that, really, you know, so there, that's the whole thing of like when when you are sponsored or like you are under a company or organization or brand you forfeit that that authenticity because you're being told what to do and what to say and what to think and all that right i think it all that all goes hand in hand yeah i mean we can see how much has been compromised when the first amendment isn't respected right so we like you're saying we see what exactly you're allowed to say in in terms of people in China, what they're allowed to say and what they're allowed to consume. Or like we're seeing right now with uh, YouTube and Twitter, I believe, right? Facebook is another one. Whatever opinion, view, or even if it's from a, a medical doctor, if this contradicts who and the CDC, we're taking it down. Right. Because it's it's spreading fake news, <laughs> misinformation, misinformation, right? But like you're saying, okay, if that's the case, then do we really want a central figure to be in charge of what we are gonna, what we're allowed to hear, what we're allowed to see? Right. Yeah. And I think I, I think I'm starting to see the through line here. Finally, <laughs> is that if we are to be authentic and real we must be able to operate in our true uh identity in truth and that can only happen through open and and endless dialogue right with yourself free dialogue yeah free free expression free uh free speech and and I still think that's, a, and there's probably many more, but I, I go back to the idea or the, the story of the Samaritan woman, Jesus having a conversation with her, spoke truth and she spoke truth to him. And that helped her to, to, to live out her true identity, if you will, express herself authentically and, and be real and raw to he who is truth, right? And it's and it's it's hard to do that when under the 
under the thumb of the elite, the this this the central power or organization like the WHO and the CDC and even like government figures and and whatnot, you start to to uh, compromise that because you're you're now thinking about what the consequences of what you're saying are rather than just being honest. I think that's the challenge that we're having is that we, we if even if we do so and you know express expressing what we're thinking our thoughts and opinions even if we know what the consequences are I think that shouldn't necessarily matter because as the saying goes the truth shall the truth shall set you free but it's not like we know what the truth is so we need to be able to dial be in we need to have conversations and discussions with one another to be able to truly get to that truth because she didn't get to that truth right away took a couple of you know turnarounds and and back and forth but eventually you'll get pretty close to that truth maybe not completely but you'll start to speak precisely you'll start to hit the target hit the you know hit the bullseye good it definitely coincides with, funny enough, but in watching, I told you I was watching the Hot Ones oh, yeah. the interviews and how Gordon Ramsay and Ricky Gervais, both being, you know, from the UK and both being, in a, in a lot of respects, very outspoken. Uh, they're both, they're both potty mouths, so to speak. Um, this is interesting that they both had, they both had that to say on that program, on the on that show. As far as, as far as like, they're being upset with PC the PC culture. They're upset with snowflakes because, you know, for them it's impeding on like you're saying getting to a certain point, getting to a certain point in what needs to be said or what needs to be done, and instead of getting things done or getting to the point that they need to, they're just going in circles and they're making everyone else go in circles. Just like that tweet from the UN today. It's not landlord, it's owner. <laughs> yeah, that, that, those, man. They those didn't think that one through, did gold. they? <laughs> <laughs> My owner. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but no, yeah, there, I mean, there's that's another one, right? Wanna, yeah, like I was, I was gonna say, I mean, I, I think we hit on this, this sentiment earlier today or yesterday, but something in, I don't know, maybe you can refresh memory, but we hit something in regards to like being truthful to yourself, being true to yourself. If you're not true to yourself, then you can't be truthful with others like you're saying a big like we have to be in that place where our identity is true and we're aware of it and like you said yes we we always have these blind spots but i think it's a matter of of being truthful about where you are who you are what these blind spots are and that yeah i'm always working on it because like what came to mind for me too as far as like dealing with truth and how we interact with people is the notion or the idea that 
you know, people can change that even though we make mistakes, that one mistake shouldn't always define us. Right. I think, like I say, that's where love comes in. That's where forgiveness comes in, grace, mercy, right? Because if, like it says in scripture, you're not willing to forgive your brother, then, then why do you expect God to be able to forgive you? It's a big one. That's so, a big one. So I just think like, yeah, like if we really, if we have that reservation in our back pocket of, you know what? It turns out that 10 years ago you lied about X, Y, and Z. So forget it. You know, I can't, I can't deal with you. I can't talk to you. I mean, obviously, right. With the way, the way scripture puts it is to be wise as serpents and as gentle as doves because we're amongst wolves. So in, in essence, yeah, you know, we have to deal with the we have to deal with the wolves. The wolves aren't going to just go away, um, but we have to proceed cautiously or wisely, because um, it's how Peterson put it too, right? That we just can't be naive either. We can't be naive to what's going on or what we're dealing with. And it's interesting. We were just talking about. I mean, another thing that hit home for me. We were talking about how when we're dealing with somebody that doesn't trust anybody. I think that's one of the things that Peterson said too, right? As far as when you're dealing with with somebody who's mentally unstable, the worst thing you can do is lie to them. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I mean, you, we can play with that a little bit, I guess. And and some might say, well, we're all we're all a little bit crazy. You know, we all have a little some, some some going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screws loose. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, that, that that's kind of how. What came to mind for me was just that, yeah, that we really just can't, we really just can't be always pointing the finger and and then use that as an excuse to not, to not interact or to not forgive or to not, you know, not deal with what's really, what needs to, like like you're saying, we need to say what needs to be said with, with whoever is, is in front of us, like you're saying, like sometimes, um, some relationships can be seasonal, but even when they are, there, there's there's something to be said. There's something to be said. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's not just. I don't think it's just a cliche. A uh, cliche. There is something to be said. That's a truth. Right. That's truth. Yeah, and it's true. Like in terms of like I mean, mental instability, right? That's what you're saying. It's like you can't. You can't respect that person yourself not to give them what they're deserving of, is which is the truth. Right. Because I mean, like you were saying that that there's there's certain studies or certain thoughts behind you know there's only and it's and I I I do buy into that I do believe that to to a degree I should say a large a large degree but yeah you can't befriend everybody the same there's like you said there's not enough time there's not enough room there's not enough energy but um i just lost my train of thought no it's it's not easy (laughs) but (laughs) no but yeah there's there's just not sometimes there's just not there's not a room you know there's not enough room for people that doesn't mean that we can't be genuine we can't be kind we can't be loving you know, it might just mean that yeah, that 
you know, maybe you don't jive with everybody, but at the same time, you like you're saying, you can you can go out of your way to be genuine, to be honest, to be truthful, to be. I mean, it's a the Christianese way of saying it, but you could be a blessing to that person, even though you're not friends, even though you don't jive, what have you. Um, there's still an opportunity for that genuine interaction. Like you said, Jesus and the woman at the well, maybe they didn't become best friends, but at the same time, he was able to impart some truth, some knowledge, some wisdom into her life where, you know, she probably, I was thinking you know, about somebody, the type of person that would have nobody that they trust. I think the, the example you offered about the Samaritan woman at the well, that's a pretty good picture of that because she was unmarried or she was married, but she was with living with somebody else at the time. So there were probably other married women in the village in that town that didn't want anything to do with her because she was not trustworthy. And then she obviously, she obviously had a, a stigma to her as far as men are concerned. You know, a lot of men probably felt that, given the opportunity they could probably take advantage of her and she i think she knew that um so yeah that was that's a very interesting a very interesting thought as far as human and human interaction is concerned yeah and you mentioned earlier about not judging someone based off of who they were and i think that's a perfect example of that as well she wasn't judged based off who she was yeah, she was not ba- judged based off of her past. It was, it was, she was judged based off her ability to, to be truth, to be truthful, to speak that truth. You know, it's uh, to believe in our hearts and confess our, with our mouth. It's that same process, you know, that, that renewing of the mind can only happen when, right, when two or three are gathered. I am I am there. So the only way for us to Oh my gosh. How am I trying to say this? Point is is that the only way for us to be able to move past our 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 misgivings, our our, our mistakes, our errors, our sin is to be able to to be in loving relationship with one another and, and receive that mercy and grace. And you accomplish that through truthful dialogue speaking precisely and and that being reciprocal it has to go both ways so abide in me and i in you so if we abide in in the word that word enlightens us to be conscious in that interaction and and is maybe a way of saying that right if we're operating yeah. in truth, we, we are using the word to be able to enlighten and, and enlighten our, our conscious mind to the present moment for us to be able to operate in the internal now. Right, because that, yeah, that brings to, at least for me, that brings to mind um, casting pearls, and, what is it, how does it go? Casting, casting pearls before pearls wine. Swine. For swine, yeah. For wine. <laughs> Casting pearls before swine, right. Because that 
that image to me comes up with the woman at the well because it's not that Jesus ever stopped being genuine with people or truthful or honest or loving, mm-hmm. it, but he could only go so far with people that weren't willing to go there with him. Like you're saying with the woman at the well, at that very time, it didn't matter who she was in the past per se, because in that moment, she was being truthful to who she was at, at that opportunity. At that point in time, she was going to be truthful and forward with what she thought, what she believed, what she understood with this man who all he was, it all started off because he was asking for her to help get some water. So, yeah. but if, if she would have, she would have just cut him off, you know, at the beginning and been like, nah, this guy's a Jew and I'm not supposed to interact with him. And he's, you know, just an awful person. Then yeah, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have experienced that genuine moment. She wouldn't have had, she wasn't, like you said, she wasn't working in that, in that space of, of honesty, of, of truthfulness, then then no, she would she would not have had that opportunity, I don't think. And she would not have had that opportunity on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> or TikTok. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah, because I, I mean, I, I think we've, we've discussed that too, right? That we've had like really good interactions online like with people that, We've never seen face to face, but because a certain topic came up or you just really, you really clicked on something because it was an idea that just sprung up or a post or what have you, there was that interaction that, that, uh, that came through because of the opportunity, because of the genuine interaction. And yeah, I, I know, I mean, I have a few that come to mind anyway. Yeah. And I think, obviously, there's not going to be a complete agreement on, on all things in your world and their world, right? But there could just be that one slither of, of, of agreement, if you will, or commonality that bridges okay. that gap. Okay, with that, with that idea in mind, this is something that I've been playing with for some time now. But I can honestly say that there is nobody... And I think this is true for most people. They may they might not admit it, but I can honestly say that there is nobody that I agree with 100% with everything or all the time. Or there isn't. Not even my not even my wife. And 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 I don't think I'm supposed to. That's not the right. point. Mm-hmm. The only one that I need to make an effort to agree with 100% of the time is Jesus. I think. Yeah, I think. But. Well, yeah. like you're saying though, right? Like, like that's just, that's just, we're just being honest. Like that, I don't think that's not the point. That's not the point isn't to always hit those marks with, with everybody that we interact with. We're not, that's not, I hope that's not what we're communicating or trying to say, but. Right. I know. Huh? I hope that's not the message. But whoa, anyway, whoa, sorry, whoa, whoa. Just, we didn't never say that. Yeah. I know I cut you off. No, but I'm saying, cause like I told my friends too, like when, when we had those discussions about, marital bliss and how you know everything's great and you know fantastic i i no i no i tell them and this is this is probably gonna come back to to haunt me but that's okay um 
is that, you know, sometimes you got to spice things up and, and disagree with your spouse and, and you have to like, you have to fight, right? Like sometimes that's healthy. That's a healthy view that you guys both care. You guys are both, you know, invested, so to yeah. speak. So like if you're just passive all the whole, all the whole time and, and, and you don't care, then yeah, things are going to crumble. Things are not going to go, you know, well, they're, gonna, they're just going to spew and eventually, right. They're going to spew. They're going to get crazy. But anyways, yeah, I, I just, I kind of throw that like half jokingly with my guy friends where I'm like, sometimes it's fun. It's fun to, <laughs> it's fun to get into a disagreement or to get into a, a tiff, so to speak. But Hey, it keeps things like, you know, fun without it. It's boring. Well, that's interesting because I think it goes perfectly. Uh, it goes perfectly what we're what we're talking about. So, if if it was the case that you hundred percent agreed with it with your wife or with whomever you're speaking with, then there's no way that you could actually say in truth that you're being authentic and real, right? So, in that in that authenticity. Uh, brings to light the iron sharpens iron i think that is exactly right there's no way that you could there's no way you could operate in a relationship without that like what, it's possible what kind of relationship would that even be if you know your wife always said yes to you no matter what the question was no matter what the scenario was that she had, she had no process of you know communicating her opinion, her idea, her thought. I mean, that's not much of a relationship, right? It's just. You. And I'm sure there's people out there that would love that. That would love that for, yeah, but then it would get old right away, right? Yeah. It would get. Right away. It would get kind of. Right. It would just. It would get predictable. Yeah, it would. Sure. Yeah, it would get predictable and you would just become complacent and would want to look for excitement and. and that leads to issues and problems and you're, you know, you start to, uh, what does it drift away? You know, if you will. Yeah. I mean, is, is that even a person? Like, is that a shell of a person? Is that like an Android? <laughs> is that an Android? Yeah. Is that some kind of robot that it's just a mindless, like, sure. Yes. Always like, no, that's, that's no way to live. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and it may be not necessarily the case, but this might be a weird tie in, but social media could be looked at as a, cause it, it doesn't, <clears throat> when you interact with, with the platforms, it doesn't disagree with you. It just, it just takes in the information that you're, you're giving it. It's other people that are saying, oh, you're an idiot, a cancel, you know, you're whatever, whatever. You're, you're a boring idiot. You're a boring idiot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? You remember that, right? Oh. Was that from? Oh. Remember? Let remember, down. <laughs> remember Elon Elon Musk tweet? Oh, that's right. That's saying, right. Oh yeah. yeah. You oh so you're you think your your be- your ideas are better because you start blocking people you think you're above us or whatever and he's like no I just think you're a boring idiot a boring idiot <laughs> the ultimate insult I gotta tell you <laughs> not only are you boring 
Not only are you an idiot, you're both. You're, you're a boring idiot. <laughs> a boring idiot. That was, oh, that was man. funny. Elon took the red pill. Good job, brother. So, what do you think? You, oh, I knew. Sorry. Go, go ahead. I was well, let's go there, though. I think that's interesting. What do I think about what? Mr. Elon Musk? Elon, Elon defying, defying orders, or he's definitely part of the don't tell me what to do group. You mean Elon, we're living in a simulation, Musk? <laughs> Elon, I'll move my company to Texas, Musk. Elon, if you're going to arrest somebody, you better arrest me, Musk. So <laughs> I have to say, like, <clears throat> there's, there's plenty. And it's interesting because it, I, it I think it has to it has to start with the citizens. But that needs to quickly move up to the businesses. Whoever, whoever owns and operates these businesses needs to, to do what Elon's doing. But it go, to go in line, I think what we're saying, I hope we're, we're, we're staying on point, and I think we can, he's independent. Yes, he represents his companies in a sense, but his companies are him. They're like inner, interposed or interconnected. Whereas if it's like a CVS or a Walmart or a Costco, it's just, it's just a company. There's no person. Right now, we uh, we uh, my wife and I watched um, uh, You Got Mail, I think it is the movie. Uh, mm -hmm. Tom Hanks and I forget who the actress is. Meg Ryan. Uh, who? Meg Ryan. Is it Meg Ryan? It is. Oh wow, you know it. Is that your favorite movie or what? No. So that was a yes. So so Meg Ryan, that's correct, and Tom Hanks, right? So they're. Uh, Meg Ryan owns <laughs> owns a, a family business, right? It's it's a mom and pa independent. It's just them, and they're able to interact with the community really well. They they love books, and it's just like amazing. Whereas Tom Hanks' character is operating uh, like a Barnes and Noble, if you will. It's uh, I forget the company name, but it's like this. You know, they 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 sell at lower prices and it's just they don't really care about the customers it's just they're selling a lot of books and they can sell them for cheaper you know discounted prices and there's a scene in there where she's at the store and a customer is asking the one of the employees at this um barnes and nobles in quotes um, if you will i forgot the company name in the movie but asking the customers asking the employee where what's this book it's about this and that like my daughter needs to read this for her school uh, assignment. Um, what is this? Who's the author and what have you? And uh, you know, the person doesn't know. The employee doesn't know because they, they don't necessarily care about what they're doing. Is just they're working for this company. And so she turns around and says, "Oh, it's by so and so. You know, this person has written this, this, and this. But I recommend if you start with this book because this is that." So she's actually helpful in that interaction, right? So in the same light, Elon Musk is the mom pa, if you will, even though it's like a multi-million dollar company, Tesla and whatnot. Like he still has say in what the company does. If he's gonna take the the if he's gonna take the company to Texas, he's gonna take it to Texas. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, I think he does have, uh, I think they're a publicly traded company, I think, right? Right, yeah, yeah Tesla is. But still, like, he's going to do what he's going to do. I think, as far as what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely acting in a genuine way. Or at least he's trying to, right? His interaction, yeah. his response to what's going on. Because I was going to ask you, so how does... And I don't want to compare the two, but I can't help it. But how does Elon's actions and his words compare to the supposed the supposed acts of Mark Cuban and him hiring people, I guess he was hiring like private, a bunch of private investigators to deliberately go to businesses within the Dallas Fort Worth area and to make sure that they're following proper protocols, proper health protocols, you know, social distancing and employees wearing PPEs and that shops weren't open so that he could rat out businesses. Wait, what? <laughs> you didn't hear about that? No, I did not. I didn't get a chance to verify it, but supposedly that, yeah, supposedly Mark Cuban, because I know like re- more recent news was, or the latest news was that he was trying to find out ways to to help bring more more financial financial um, security for, I don't know if it was people in Texas or Dallas, he was trying to work with other groups too to find a way to um, to give people supplemental checks. I think it was like thousand or maybe fifteen hundred a month or something like that. Anyways, but before that, right before that, it came out that I don't know if it was people within the staff or, like I said, private investigators. But he was working to have these private investigators go out and pretend as though they were customers. And they were deliberately looking for who was violating protocol for, you know, social distancing, COVID-19, PBE, and whatnot, with the purpose of we're going to rat these companies out. We're going to get them shut down because they're not complying. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, <laughs> that is, uh, well, what's the question? Well, how does that compare with Elon and Elon being genuine and saying things like, I want my people to work. I will be the first one and the only one to be arrested and can't tell me what to do. And I'm going to move my company to Nevada. You people don't leave me alone. Well, that's the difference right there. Mark Cuban's trying to tell people what to do or support that idea. Whereas Elon is not. He's saying, I'm going to make a decision. I'm, I'm making this judgment that is best for him and his company. And he, um, in turn, allowed his, his employees to make that same decision for themselves. So, is that, Do you think that encapsulates being genuine, putting yourself on the line? Or you're yeah. putting something up? You're sacrificing something? That, yeah. Yeah. I think that genuine that 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 uh, that's the idea of, of sacrifice, right? This idea of self-sacrifice of laying down your life for others as the ultimate uh, genuine um, uh, the ultimate gen- gen- genuinity. I don't know how to say that word. 
but the, the ultimate encapsulation of, of genuine, I can't say that word, but um, that's, that's, you know, scripturally, anyone that's, that is, is um, prepared to give up their life shall have life. I think that's how it's said. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So, something to that effect, right? So, uh, yeah, what comes to mind is no, no greater love has anyone than to give up their life for a friend. Right. So there's there's that uh, verse. So I think what Mark Cuban's doing isn't. Let's say he is operating in in, in complete authenticity. And he's being genuine in, in what he's asking these private investigators to do. Now, where it gets, I guess, in some sense complicated is that in turn, like that's infringing on others to do the same. So if, if your actions, your genuine actions infringe on others' ability to be genuine in their decision-making and and in consequence their action then i think there's something wrong with what there's something wrong with that it's 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 not aligning itself to allow the most good for for everyone that's a good way to put it you're impeding on somebody else's authenticity yeah you're impeding on somebody else from being genuine to what they want to do to what they who they are you know, maybe they want to take the risk to work. Maybe they don't, but. That's the point of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That, yeah. I think that's what that means, is, is you, you allow every individual person to make whatever decisions they feel is necessary to pursue that happiness. As long for as that happiness. Yeah, for their best interest. As long as it doesn't uh, uh, impede on others' ability to do, to do the same. Or harm, yeah, or harm others, right? So you would you would make those adjustment adjustments based on what what those consequences of your actions look like as it once it's beginning to affect others positively or negatively. Now yeah. the hope is that whoever is being affected positively is being honest about what that looks like versus negative neg- negatively. Yeah, because I, I'm going to send you a video. It's about, it's about the story or the person that inspired the movie Cars, the Disney Pixar movie. Mm, okay. It's it, I mean, it's very much aligned with the story story arc of Route 66 and how the town was bypassed and and how it was the efforts of of a man named Angel Delgadillo and a few others. Uh, anyways, it's a really interesting story that like you're saying, like the whole, the whole narrative or the whole idea behind the mom and pop shop versus like this case, the way it puts it, the, the big wigs, the state capital. Um, I think of David, David and Goliath, right? I think of that too. Yeah. There's that, there's that element that comes to mind. David's nimble, agile, and Goliath is, is Goliath is 
the the city of Babel, Tower of Babel, you know, personified. And there's no way, as we've been saying, there's no way for for that Goliath to make any any adjustments to meet the demands of whatever situation they're in at that moment or that day. So it's just impossible. Yeah, because that's kind of the... I'm, I'm switching gears here, but that's kind of the rub for Star Wars fans, right? The people that enjoyed the original Star Wars movies where we think, oh, shoot, now the evil empire is the one that owns... Star Wars. The one the whole thing that we've been fighting against in these last six movies or whatever how many movies and shows and all that. But in, when you really boil it down, the evil empire owns Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Probably a good way of putting it. Because yeah, because what's it called? Uh, I'm at a loss for words here, but public domain, right? Like some stories become public domain and and so really like a lot of genuine fans or the, the real fans, so to speak, of Star Wars are going to say, no, 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 we own Star Wars. We, the fans, we're the ones that should be the ones making these stories and continuing this story. Not, not a giant corporation. <laughs> well, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole, uh, the whole point of oral tradition, right? Is that no one owns that. Mm-hmm. It's expressed amongst the groups and the generations and and families yeah it's 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 not no one owns that yeah that's just that's what that's the point of a oral tradition that oral tradition ah, i can't say that word tradition is is uh the key that unlocks the uh, the person's ability to be able to operate in the world as as most productively as possible and and in in those stories those in those archetypes there's truth embedded in them and as we say if you have eyes to see and ears to hear you'll be able to to glean that out of those stories so yeah. let's say disney does own own the movies that's you know the rights to the movies but they don't own the stories mm mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was gonna say there's a lot of fan fiction or fan films with within Star Wars that has way more positive reactions to it mm. by the by the fans themselves because another fan took the story or played with you know this idea or that idea or this story story arc and you know maybe it's only five maybe it's only ten minutes long but for the fans it's like yes thank you for being true to the story. Yeah, be, being authentic and genuine. Yeah. yeah, this whole conversation did not go the way I thought it was, but I'm very glad we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when you're at the crossroads, you never know which way you're going to go. Because it's, it's not just one crossroad, it's crossroads. There's a lot of roads on this. There's a lot of roads, man. That we're crossing right now. Yeah. Get on board. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But this, yeah, this was definitely, this was this one was a fun one. I liked it. 
we played with a lot of different ideas. Yeah, we did, and I, I could have gone a lot of different different uh, angles with this one. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, and uh, we'll see everyone next week, huh? How about it? We'll see at, you at the, the crossroads. crossroads. <laughs> All right. All right. See ya. Yeah.